This episode of the Capio Chirp is supported by JPW Communications. JPW Communications is a proud sponsor of Capio and works across the state of California, providing award-winning marketing, communication, and outreach services to dozens of local government agencies. Learn how you can put their expertise to work for your community by visiting jpwcom.com, and that's com with two M's. Hello, and welcome to the Capio Chirp. I'm Scotty Sando, joined with my co-host, Paul Hosley. This podcast, made possible by the California Association of Public Information Officials, is designed for communicators, that's you guys, offering insight from experts and professionals in the public information industry. In today's episode, we are joined by this year's Capio Communicator of the Year, Wendy Aguilar. Wendy received this high honor just a few weeks ago at the Capio Conference in Monterey. Here's a snippet from her acceptance speech, picking up from her explaining her experience immigrating to our country from Guatemala when she was just 10 years old. Because of my Guatemalan accent in Spanish and my broken English, I became the target for bullying, but I kept going. Fast forward to this evening and everything makes sense. Every tear, every bump in the road got us to where we are tonight. And as I stand here accepting this award for Capio's Communicator of the Year, on the same week that my parents are processing their U.S. citizenship, Today, we're talking with Capio's 2023 Communicator of the Year Award winner, Wendy Aguilar. For those unfamiliar, Wendy is a media and communication specialist for the City of Sacramento Fire Department. And she's recognized for her dedication, innovation, and commitment to creative communications, and for her role as a public information industry leader within the public safety sector. Among her achievements, Wendy successfully launched the department's TikTok account and grew the following there to 120,000. Pretty incredible. That is, that's a lot of peeps, man. That's a lot of eyeballs on that account. Uh, Aguilar holds a bachelor's degree in communications from California State University at Northridge. She's a former TV news anchor, reporter, and multimedia journalist. She brings over a decade of communications and public relations experience to her role. Well, let's get to know Wendy. We know her, but the rest of you might not. This is Wendy's first appearance on The Chirp. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on this show. I am super excited to be here. This is truly an honor, and I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Well, the honor is all ours. Um, My very first question for you is, where did you put your award? (laughs) 
it's sitting in the office right now. And I brought back two awards, the uh, Best in Show and also the Video Production In-House Series. So my chief now says that I'm going to need more shelves, but I'm jokingly saying I'm going to need a bigger office. Yes. Oh, get it. Get it. it. Get it, girl. I like it. Tell, tell us about the the both awards um, uh, for those not familiar, because you did. Uh, I mean, you have been a leader in the last couple of years with using video, TikTok, Reels, and you, you've given sessions, which have been very helpful. Just talk a little bit more about that. Thank you so much. It, it has been such a wonderful few weeks of uh, processing everything that's happened uh, with coming back with these awards. But I love video production. I've been producing videos for over 15 years. And as a storyteller, that's what I'm absolutely passionate about because the way that I learn is through video, through practice, through seeing things. And so when I'm able to share that with others, it's wonderful. And then to top it all off, when I'm getting recognized for the work that I'm doing, it's just so much nicer. And it's so wonderful because at the end of the day, I'm highlighting the stories of the men and women of the Sacramento Fire Department. So I started a series called uh, What's for Lunch? And basically, I go to different stations and I ask, what's for lunch? And then I uh, put video for the whole process of beginning to end to see the full meal coming together and to see the work the work that they're doing together coming together as a family and the first time that I experienced this it felt like it was thanksgiving and I thought people need to know about this what if people knew about this what what if somebody out there is thinking I want to work in an environment that I feel like I'm part of a family or if somebody didn't have a family growing up what if they want to find a family? And that's what that did for me. That's what it looked like to me. And I wanted, I wanted to share that with others. So that's how I started the series. And now that series is an award-winning series. And it also got the award for best in show, which I am so thrilled and just honestly humbled because it really means a lot. Um, to get recognized in this way. And then, of course, Communicator of the Year. I'm still trying to wrap my head up around all of this because, as I mentioned that day, I I didn't, I wasn't born in this country. I came here when I was 10 years old. I was separated from my family for five years. And when I came here and I started going to school, I hated it. And I thought I would never learn English. And so when I called my mom and I said, mom, you, you, you won't believe this. Uh, I'm getting an award for communicator of the year. And I just, there's just quiet. And I was like, mom, are you there? And she's like, I'm just crying. (laughs) I'm just trying to process all of this because I wanted a better life for you guys. And this is above and beyond, right? And so I always think of just going above and beyond of the dreams that my parents had and trying to go above and beyond their dreams uh, for all the sacrifices that they've made. You know, um, I was talking with Paul about this interview. Um, We have all the scripted questions. And I said, you know, at some point, we're going to go off script. um, And I already have like 10 different directions that I want to go. Here we um, go. With you. Um, And so and thank you for sharing that, that very personal story with us. Um, Going back to your campaign about what's for lunch. And, um, you know, as communicators, we kind of fall into this sort of box of like, here's your assignment, go out and do it, come back and let's push it out, right? Um, 
But you did something that I think is very important to what we do. And you said it as storytellers, because that's what we all are. We're storytellers. I don't care if you're in a water district, the fire department, you know, law enforcement, whatever. We're storytellers. And you saw something that spoke to your heart. And you knew you had this like this instinct inside you said, I want to there's a story to be told here. I want to share it. And you listen to that. And I think that is an important reminder for us all to have. Like if it's impressing upon you, it's going to oppress upon other people. So go with it, campaign for it, advocate for yourself. When you're talking to your director, like I got this harebrained idea, but I think it's going to work. Here's what it is. Um, so good on you for, for doing that. And then, thank you so much. I mean, I know that we all, when we saw your videos, what's for lunch? Huh? And then we watched and we went, oh, my God, a dude's chopping up, uh, you know, carrots and putting them in a soup pot. And and we just all resonated. Tell tell us about how at first they were a little bit hesitant. Right. And then what happened? Yeah. So I want to talk about that, because a lot of the times, yes, we have this these ideas. And as a trained professional in like news media, I'm always thinking outside the box, but not everyone is going to think that way. Not everyone is going to agree. So when I came up with this idea and having to tell people that I was going to film them having lunch, there was a lot of pushback of, uh, well, you know, we don't want people to think that this is all that we do. Uh, and then I thought, well, everybody eats, right? Like you have to eat. And the other thing is that you're spending 48 hours of your time with your colleagues. And so the next generation wants to know when they go to a job, what does that look like? Uh, what am I going to be doing? How do I eat? Who do I eat with? What do I bring my own lunch? And so that's what I wanted to get at. And the other thing was to highlight the, the work uh, team environment and to somehow resonate with people. And when we think about how we come together with other people, a lot of the times is breaking bread, right? And so that's what I wanted to highlight. And it took some time. Um, and I did one video and it had like 400,000 views on it. And it was pretty amazing. And then I, I did a second video and it hit 2 million views on wow. TikTok alone. So I thought, okay, we have something here. And with those numbers, I was able to show that to my chiefs and say, look, this is important. We're, we're highlighting, we're getting the name of the Sacramento Fire Department out there. And what happens here the next time that we're trying to push for a recruitment or a fire safety event or any kind of message that we have from the fire department, we have a lot of people who are going to be watching. And our our account went from starting it back in April of 2021. Fast forward one year later, we had over 100,000 followers. Now we're 122,000 followers. And that is important for us because we're trying to recruit the next generation of firefighters. And now we have their attention. Wow. So uh, no pressure and trying to keep that drum beat going. <laughs> You know, I uh, did a tour of a, a long time ago, maybe, gosh, uh, 15 years ago of a <clears throat> of a fire station in for SAC Metro and they fed us lunch. They made something, a Midwestern dish called Made Rights. And if you don't know what it is, go check it out. But I'm still full from that lunch. It was so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about community. Uh, at, at the end of the day, it's about community. And if there's some sort of like if even if you are getting help from this fire's house, then you may recognize them. And, you know, it's about trust, you know, um, and and it is about and you're right. It is about family. And if you get a sense that this 
this group of people of perfect strangers, they come together and they're here about saving lives and protecting property and, and helping you that they are a family. So they care about each other. They're going to care about you. Um, so I think that is such a genius way to move this forward. Um, and it's, and it's paying off for you. So congratulations Thank once you again. So yeah. much. It's been amazing. And, uh, the meals are wonderful. I get to have lunch with them. And the other thing that is also been a, very beneficial for me is that I get to have conversations with them, you know, as they're cooking, I learn more about them. And then from that, I come up with other story ideas. I was having lunch at station 43 and I learned that one of our firefighter paramedics is also an actor that's wild. And so you never know what you're going to find. And then I ended up doing a story about him as well. So again, this is how we come together. And when we show the community who these people are, and they're just like everyone else, right? We have lunch just like everyone else. So that was a great way to connect with the community. And then when I have city council members that I see and they tell me that they watch this series on social media and they, they like it and that's also a positive thing. So it's it's really come full circle and it's come a long way. The, re the recruitment part, I think, is really key because, uh, you know, not only does the public get to see behind the scenes, but potential firefighters do. And, and I, you know, our community, Scotty's, each city has, you know, community or, or, or recruiting police and fire. It's, it's difficult. So now you have something you can go, man. Eh, that's such a cool department. I want to, you know, be part of that. And and I know that you're getting copied, which is a sign of flattery. Uh, and more and more people see, well, what, look what Wendy's doing there. We could do that too. So you're inspiring all us other communicators to do better. And I, I just think it's awesome. Thank you, Paul. And it's been fascinating because like I said, in the beginning, even the firefighters weren't fans of this but then little by little they started to get into it as well and let me tell you they are all very competitive so then it kind of became a competition and okay how many views that station 19 get such 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 number of views okay we're gonna get more because we're gonna do a better dish or whatever um but not only within the department but also other departments i've been saving clips of so many other departments that have been doing the same and again we're connecting with our community because at the end of the day we're not that different we all have to eat you know uh <clears throat> someone uh call food network right now and get a damn series going that's what i say yeah. uh, <laughs> so <laughs> getting to kind of the ins and outs of what you do can you kind of uh give us just a kind of um a look at what the shape of your job and what that entails yeah, so I do a little bit of everything. My job role is brand new. When I started back in 2019, this position had never been open before. So I've been able to kind of create and mold it into what kind of works for me and the department. And so because I speak Spanish, I step in as public information officer for the department, especially for our Spanish speaking media. I also do all of our storytelling through social media, all the video production that you see, whether it's on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of that. I'm always um, updating all those social media accounts. And uh, what else do I do? Oh, I communicate with the media to update them about everything that's going on. So yeah, my position is a little bit of everything from behind the scenes to public information. Um, I do it all. 
Yeah, you don't get to be communicator of the year just for doing uh, lunch videos. Exactly. Uh, people don't know. Oh, that's that's lunch video lady. No, that's no. probably a you know a twentieth of your job, tenth. I don't know. Yeah, you're right, Paul. <laughs> as as communicators, we're all we're all wearing different hats depending on what time of the day. So you know, working um, working for the Sacramento Fire Department. Um, at least for me, it sounds like a very intimidating job to head into. Um, what are some things that someone should know who's considering going into that line of work? The first thing that I would say is that the, these jobs are for everyone, that it is absolutely possible for anyone to join the Sacramento Fire Department and be part of this community. It does take a lot of hard work and determination, and I'm always inspired by seeing this morning, for example, I was at the academy and seeing this group of people coming together and getting ready to graduate next month. It It's really absolutely inspiring. The more important thing that I want to highlight right now in the department, we have 9% uh, women. Uh, I'm sorry, 3%, 3.5% women that we have right now in the department. The next academy coming in, we have 9% coming in. And so we're seeing those numbers increase little by little. And it's exciting to see women in the fire academy. And that's one of, or a few of the things that I've been pushing for is to get our community as Latinos, as women, to see these jobs that are available for them. And the most important thing is that when we have communities that speak a different language, and they're going through a tough situation. You know, they call us on a really bad day. They had a car accident or medical emergency, but they have a first responder who comes and speaks their language. It's a sense of comfort and somehow it makes them feel just a little bit better as they're going through this awful situation. And that's our work we're, we're doing is to mirror the community that we serve. I, I would, I would going to follow up and, you know, just some basic tips for being a PIO. Anything for working for a fire department that is different than, for instance, being a PIO for a county or a city? I mean, any special skills that you found in, in your experience so far that could be an advantage? Yeah, so working for a fire department has been rewarding, but also very challenging. It's a whole different language that firefighters speak. A lot of the times I'm getting uh, information of like, can you uh, do a press release on this? And it's all this language that I don't even understand. I'm like, is this in English or what language? Well, it's in firefighter language. And so a lot of the times it's about being humble and asking questions. I, I don't know what this means. What does that mean? What does a three alarm fire mean? What does the two alarm fire mean? What does all these terms mean? And when you hear it on the radio too, sometimes I listen to the radios to see what's going on in our community. There's a lot of terms that we don't understand. And I think coming into this, you you have to be humble enough to, to ask questions and to say, I don't know what that means and to be willing to learn. And in the process, I've learned so much uh, working for this department. Okay, I'm putting you on the spot because I just learned this a couple of weeks ago. What's the difference between a fire engine and a fire truck? The latter. 
You got it. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but people don't. I mean, we always kind of, oh, it's a fire truck. Well, no, 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 no. Do not say that in front of a team of firefighters. No, and that's yes. how I got I got burned. I was kind of like, hey, yeah, we'll do a feature yeah. on your new truck. What? Oh, no, no, Paul. It's, yeah, not uh, unless you want to get strapped to the top of that ladder and have him raise it up, you know, 90 feet in the air. Um. <laughs> yeah, and see, these are the things that as communicators walking into this field of firefighting, you just, I, I didn't know that. And now... Now I really have to pay attention to which one is which. And the same goes for the 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 uniforms that they wear, right? There's the uniform, there's the turnouts, you know, there's all these things, all these terms. And I've I've just been humble enough to say, I don't know. Can you explain that to me one more time? And just willing to learn. So um, what is your big why um, as a PIO? Um, why did you choose this career or did this career choose you? You know, interestingly enough, I think that this career chose me. So when I was in uh, in college, I started at an internship and I wanted to be a reporter. That's what I was going for. One of the first assignments that they sent me on was a wildfire. And I saw firefighters out there working and trying to put out this fire. And I was inspired, absolutely blown away by everything that was they were doing so brave and they were able to save so many homes. So I did that story and I, you know, put it away. It went online and all the things. Fast forward many years later, I was getting out of the field of being a television reporter and I got into public relations. And so my first job was in school PR. So I did school PR and I loved it. I love the storytelling aspect of it. And I had a great time, but I was missing the part of breaking news that I had as a reporter that I didn't have anymore in school PR. Then this job showed up and it was actually my boyfriend who sent me a link to this job and said, this looks like a job for you. And then I looked at it. I went over and I said, it's got everything. I've always loved telling stories about firefighters in our community. I love the adrenaline of a breaking news, a fire that's happening. And there's like a lot of moving parts. And I thought this is the job for me. I applied for it. It was very competitive. I think 65 people applied for that job. I ended up getting it. And every day I feel so grateful that I have this job because I absolutely love it. I love going to work every day. I work with good people. Everybody is so caring and kind and they've helped me learn so many things and just acting with compassion in everything that they do. It's been amazing. And to be able to tell their stories is just an honor. So uh, you mentioned the breaking news aspect and we all, you know, we, Scotty and I both come from news backgrounds too, and we, we, we love it. What do you think is the, the ratio of you responding to fires versus strategically planning your communications? So there's a, a good combination of that, right? So I usually have a plan of everything that we're going to cover each month, just like everyone else. But the fires usually throw us off all the right. time <laughs> because you you were in the middle of doing a story that you planned out. Maybe it's National Coffee Day, let's say, for example, or something that you already had planned. But then you're in the middle of that. And then all of a sudden your phone's going off. There's a two alarm fire. Uh, there's something burning downtown. And then everything goes out the window and all hands on deck when it comes to that fire, because we know that all the media is going to be there. There's going to be a lot of coverage. So you need to have somebody there. So a lot of the times our strategic plans only go so far until there's an emergency. 
What are some big lessons that you've learned in your tenure so far at SFD? Some of the big lessons is, for me is um, thinking outside the box. A lot of the times people say like, we don't have stories in here. Well, everybody has a story. Uh, being curious, being able to ask people questions and uh, being able to share those stories with our community. The other big one has been the importance of having people who can communicate with our Latino community. Since I arrived here, we've built a better relationship, especially with Telemundo and Univision, the Spanish-speaking local media here, because they want Latino-related stories. They want somebody who's going to be able to talk to them in their language. And so I think that that's been a huge uh thing for me um, to learn and to to understand why that, that there's an important need for that and uh, being open-minded and learning in the process of everything and what it takes to be a firefighter. And um, to follow up on this, um, what does being part of Capio mean to you? Oh my goodness. Capio has been a life <laughs> a lifesaver for me, honestly, because I'm coming in here not knowing anything. Uh, I come from a reporter background. So I've been on the other side wondering why, what PIOs are doing on the other side, asking questions. And so I had no idea what this world was all about. And I attended my first Capio conference in 2021. And I was blown away by all the things that I learned and all the wonderful people that I met, so many wonderful resources. And um, at the conference, I was able to take so many different classes, so many sessions that really helped me understand this new world of being a public information officer, being in communications and PR. And it's just been such an outstanding organization to be part. I'm so grateful for everyone who's part of this organization, because whenever I go to a conference or whenever I call somebody, they're always available and they always have so much insight and so much knowledge. And I've just been lucky to be able to be in the same room uh, as some of these communicators who have been doing it for a very long time. I think you sum it up for all of us on on why we like Capio. You you come away, you know, we had the conference a couple three weeks ago. You come away with so many new ideas. I got a notebook full that I'm trying to share with my staff. Oh, here's a cool thing. Oh, windy session. Wait a minute, I got to do that. Oh, I got to do that, and that'll that'll help us. So, you know, you're an inspiration uh, to all of us Capians. We're glad that you're part of our family and. You know, uh, it's been great talking to you, Wendy. Wendy is the Communicator of the Year for Capio 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so humbled and honored. Thank you to our episode sponsor, JPW Communications, for their support. And to Wendy Aguilar for her time and sharing all of her insights with us. There's a lot to be learned there for sure. You've been listening to the Capio Chirp. It's time to fly.